and welcome to the Bikers Church Midrand Podcast. It's great to have you join us for this week's episode. We hope that you find this valuable for your daily life. Good morning and welcome to Church Online with us this morning. If this is your first visit, please don't let it be the last. Thank you so much for spending your time with us. And please come back. There's more good content right here. This morning, I want to jump right in to what we have to say this morning. I found myself in the last while saying the same phrase over and over and over and over again. And the simple phrase is, man, I wish it was different. What am I getting at? Well, We've been facing lockdown <laughs> with you guys. And in all of that, um, our hearts, our hurts, our insecurities, our doubts have really been highlighted. And this is all in a time where my little family has just been trying to figure out what does tomorrow look like? What does a normal day look like? Never mind what does the future hold? And so, Every day has been pretty special. Every day has been an adventure, but it doesn't start with an excited adventure. It starts with, man, I wish it was different. We are hampered by this thing called disappointments. Because in so many of the things that has happened over the last while, we're disappointed. In my family specifically, we've lost a dear family member. Um, so we've had to grieve over the telephone and that's been really really difficult and man i wish that was different we had family move over a thousand kilometers away and we didn't get to get together and have a great time together before they moved and man i wish that was different then that's just some of it i'll be honest when you spend a lot of time like just the three of you mom dad and 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 your son um together in a house um i'll be honest i wish my parenting was a little different um i wish my spousing was a little bit different i've, I've been struggling in that department i could be so much better i wish that um, our schooling could be a little different because for us, like for so many of you, you've been having to teach your kids at home. And homeschooling isn't all that it's cracked up to be, apparently. Thank you so much to all the teachers out there. We love you guys and we don't appreciate you enough. In all of this, uh, some folks have had to move their weddings. Some folks have had to move things like memorial services, which is really, really tough. People have lost their income. People have lost business. Uh, people have even lost their work. And man, I wish it could all just be so different. You see, this enormous disappointment that we are experiencing is a shared experience, I'll be honest. But man, I wish it was different. And surely if uh, Phineas, uh, Phineas Fogg could get around the world in 80 days, then we can get in and out of a pandemic in like around the same time. But apparently it doesn't work that way. And man, I wish it could be different. Um, so we're all longing for some sort of normal to come into our lives that we can kind of know what the day of tomorrow holds, that we can start of, sort of start planning what the future holds. And what I've really realized in all this, if we don't start dealing with our disappointment well, it's really going to start dealing badly with us. 
We can see this because we quickly become those people who shout at their TVs. <laughs> we quickly become that guy sitting on his armchair and who's kind of the coach and he knows everything, but yet he's never in the game. We, we start shouting at the ministers to run their departments better. We start shouting at the, at the scientists to change their findings because it's keeping me in my house and I don't want to be here anymore. Uh, we, we shout at other families to solve their own problems, but yet we're sitting in our own problems. We're so ignoring the things that we're struggling with right now. I have a, I have a joke that um, really helps me illustrate um, and understand what this kind of thinking gets us into. So one day, Holmes and Watson, Sherlock Holmes and Dr. Watson, they go and they have a camping trip. And so uh, they've had their food, they put out the fire and they get into their sleeping bags in their tent. At some stage, they fall asleep and a few hours later, Holmes wakes up. Oh, he, uh, he nudges Dr. Watson and he says, Watson, look up. What do you see? And Watson says, I see millions of stars. He says, but what does that tell you? So he continues to say, astronomically, it tells me that there are millions of stars and potentially billions of planets that could contain life. He says, astrologically, it tells me that Saturn is in Leo. Horologically, it tells me that it's about a quarter past three in the morning. Meteorologically, it tells me that we're going to have a really, really good day tomorrow. Theologically, it tells me that God is massive and that we are really, really small and insignificant. But what does it tell you? Holmes replies, What's a new idiot? They've stolen our tent. So during these times, it's really, really easy to try and solve the world's problems, but miss the elephant in our own room. You see, at some stage in our quiet moments, we're going to start being kind of addressed by this question. What is the meaning of all this? And why do I have to go through all of this? It's a terribly disappointing thing when everything that you have been pinning your life on starts unraveling. When that work promotion starts unraveling, that work promotion that you've pinned your hopes on, that relationship that you've pinned your hopes on, even that family trip that you have been pinning your hopes on, that you've been putting your future on, when all those things start unraveling, life really, really gets tough and the mountain of disappointment gets really, really hard to get through. This disappointment can be devastating. And the question is, how do we, how do we come back from disappointment? How do we answer the question of, was my normal ever really that good? Because if it was that good, would it ever have fallen apart so badly? And this disappointment is the opposite of hope. You see, hope looks into the future with joy. But disappointment looks into the past. And looks into the past with anger and with bitterness and resentment and depression and despair. So how do we recover from disappointment?
I want to say that there's a road that leads to disappointment. In fact, I want to say that this highway is kind of called disappointment. But there is some important off-ramps on this highway called disappointment that we really need to pay attention to. This highway will lead us to despair. This highway will lead us to definitions of ourselves that aren't true. It'll, it'll lead us to resentment and depression. But that's not what God has intended for us in anything at any stage of our lives. You see, these off-ramps are fantastic, but they will confront our every comfort. They will lead us to freedom, but we are going to have to make some seriously good decisions along the way. Psalm 56 and verse 8 says the following. It, say, it speaks of God, and the psalmist says to us, You keep track of all my sorrows. You have collected all my tears in a bottle. You have recorded each one in your book. You see, God doesn't want us to keep heading down the highway of disappointment. God wants us to take a turn off and to live the freedom that He has for us. For us to live in the great expanse of having Him lead us into a future that He has planned for us. The first off-ramp that I'd like for us to explore today is recognizing our own self-reliance. Recognizing that sometimes we have some misplaced trust, we have some misplaced hope. Have you ever been overconfident in the plans that you made? <laughs> you see, when you look back at that job that you pinned your hopes on, if you look back at that person who you pinned your hopes on, that relationship, that that situation that you envisioned, was your hope in that thing, in that person? Because let's be honest about it, people make mistakes, catastrophic ones, situations change, pandemics happen, <laughs> and then the whole world comes to a standstill in a matter of days. We have to pin our hopes on things that are eternal, on things that don't move and don't change. Because if we don't, we are setting ourselves up for grave disappointment. I think the worst part of all this is that we didn't even get our own unique disappointment. We had to share our disappointment with the whole world because everybody entered into some sort of disappointment at this stage of life. And I didn't even get to go, look at my failure. Everybody come around and see how bad it is. No, everybody was so busy dealing with theirs that nobody had time to look at mine. <laughs> so we need to take this exit because there is great life and freedom beyond our disappointment, beyond our self-reliance. The second exit is to share your hurt. In short, we need to clean house a little bit. We need to share our disappointment. We need to tell God about it. We need to, man, be completely honest and be completely transparent for a little while, for a little while. and describe that feeling, That's that feeling that is weighing you down. You see, God isn't scared of my rants. God isn't scared of my anger and my resentment. 
In fact, he invites us <laughs> to come and share it with him. Uh, the book of 1 Peter, the disciple Peter, uh, Jesus' disciple, one of the guys that got it wrong so often, he writes the following. He says, give all your worries and cares to God, for God cares about you. He wants us to share our experiences, especially the negative ones, with God. And I do believe that God wants us to share those negative experiences with Him. Secondly, start sharing those experiences with a trusted friend. We're here at church. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to cry with you. We'd even listen when you're shouting. But we want you to work through whatever you are working through. Why? Because we know, like you know, there is freedom beyond disappointment. It's not supposed to become a prison for you. Then, Another off-ramp on this highway is to remember that you are not alone. To, re to remember that Jesus knew deep disappointment. Man, his disciples who were supposed to be these rock stars that follow him and like take his message into all the world, they disappointed him often. He, he talked to them about it. He prayed about it. He... Uh, <laughs> He had to deal with it on a daily basis. At one stage, they all leave him. In fact, one of them even betrayed him, really stabbed him in the back. And all he did was to go, Lord, you know. Lord, you help me forgive. Because Jesus on the cross says, Lord, they don't know what they're doing. Please forgive them. You see, he knows our pain. He knows our experience. He knows our frustration. That's part of the reason why he came to earth, so that none of us could say that God doesn't know. God doesn't understand. The book of Hebrews explains this so nicely. Hebrews 4 and verse 15 says, This high priest of ours understands our weaknesses, for he faced all of the same testings we do, yet he did not sin. Jesus did not allow disappointment to derail his purpose, and neither should we. Remember that he went through exactly what we're facing, the disappointment, the hurt, the anguish. But he decided to keep following his father's purpose in all of this, and ultimately to reap the reward at the end. And we get to enter into that same truth, like to go, to take the exit away from disappointment and follow him in his footsteps. Another one of these um, turnoffs that I'd like to explore is that we need to change our point of reliance. What have you been relying on? What have you been pinning your hopes on? Because People make mistakes and things change. We've said this earlier. We need to make our point of reliance something, someone that is never changing. Something, someone that we can trust beyond pandemics, beyond worms, and beyond, let's be honest, the change of the weather. 
Submitting our disappointment to God is the start of our healing process. The prayer might sound quite broken. It might sound something like, Lord, I, I don't understand any of this. Lord, I don't understand how they could do that. I don't understand how they could think that doing that is okay, especially in this time. But ending it off with, Lord, you know what's best for me. And Lord, you know a path out of this for me. Lord, I will follow you every day of my life. You see, humble submission and acceptance, rather than arrogant fighting, will lead to our healing. We can get even, but um, I don't think anybody's really winning in that situation. This is where we change our point of reliance, where we pin our future on the one who is unchangeable, where we pin our future on God. Why would we want to do that? Because I believe that beyond disappointment, there's actually growth. We use disappointment to grow from. We use our pain and our experience. We don't it doesn't just go amiss. We don't just go through things and nobody will ever know about it. No, we go through things so that we can look back and go, hey, I'm never going to be that person to another person. We get to go through those things and go, I have learned something that I can share with others so that they might get to the freedom that Jesus has for them at the end of their experience. And so we get to grow through our disappointments. We get to love others through their disappointments. 2 Corinthians 1 and verse 4 says, He comforts us in all of our troubles so that we can comfort others. When they are troubled, we will be able to give them the same comfort that God has given us. Our disappointment can help us to redirect our focus back onto God back onto Christ, where our hope should have been pinned from the start, because He is never changing, and He is never failing. And that is a hope that will not disappoint. So my question to you this morning is, what is your next step? You might have heard me say a lot of things. You might recognize some self-reliance in your own life. You might go, hey, I need to share my hurts. You might go, Hey, I felt so alone in all this. I need to remember that I'm not alone. You might go, hey, I need to change my point of reliance because people make mistakes and things change. This morning, I want to read you 2 Corinthians 1 from verse 3 and then lead us into a prayer that will help us to walk our way forward. 2 Corinthians 1 and verse 3 says, All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is our merciful Father and source of all comfort. He comforts us in all of our troubles so that we can comfort others. When they are troubled, we will be able to give them the same comfort that God has given us. Just sums up what I've been saying for 20 minutes. It just sums up the fact that your hurt will not be wasted.
God will give it a purpose. Our hurts wasn't put on us, our disappointments wasn't put on us for a purpose, but we can give it a purpose. We can give it meaning. How? By submitting it to God. Through recognizing our own self-reliance, through sharing our hurts, through remembering that we're not alone, and finally, through changing our point of reliance. I want to encourage you to whatever that next step is, be bold and take it. Let me pray for us. We thank you, Lord, that we can be here together today. Lord, I thank you that this message, oh man, it strikes deep in my heart, Lord, and I know that it will touch a chord in other people's hearts too. Lord, I thank you that you don't just leave it there, Lord, but Father God, you take us and you grow us through what we've experienced. Lord, and none of that will be wasted, Lord, but you will use it in the future to help and comfort others. Lord, I thank you that you bring peace into situations. Lord, peace that surpasses our understanding, that goes way beyond what we can think or imagine, Father God. And Lord, that you comfort the hurting because you care so much for us, Father God. Lord, I thank you that you will help us taking our next step and the step after that and the step after that, Lord. But it starts with one. And we thank you, Lord, that you encourage us, you make us strong, and you give us the boldness to do exactly that, to take that next step in relationship with you. We pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. So, I trust that no one's hope is disappointed. And I trust that you change your point of reliance, that you step forward into your healing and you move into a place of growth as God takes care of you and your heart specifically. Thank you for joining us. Have a wonderful week. We trust that you found this message valuable. For more information on who we are or how you can get involved, please check out our website at bikerschurchmidrand.co.za or connect with us through social media on Facebook or Instagram. Beyond that, have a great day.